Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. And I'm very honored to have Anne Alvarez with me today. She is the founder of Masterful Parenting. She is a parenting coach and a school counselor and mom of two. And yes. Welcome. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm thinking that there was a journey in coming up with all of those titles. Yes, you know, um, I do have have a journey, like how I began um, this passion for masterful parenting. Uh, it all started when I had, and I actually, I talk about this in the first uh, episode of my podcast, Masterful Parenting, where I had really close friends come to my house for dinner, and all our children go to school together, and they all get along. So we had um, five families together. And the children went upstairs to play and the adults stayed at the dinner table after dinner. And we started to have a conversation about our childhood. And I was actually very, very surprised because everyone at the table experienced childhood pain and told their story, childhood pain. And we all had different varying degrees of the pain that we experienced in childhood, but we all had all of that, that in common. But the thing that we also had in common is that we wanted to be better parents. We didn't want to repeat the cycle. We wanted to do better with our own children. And I went to bed that night thinking about the conversation at the dinner table. And I thought, if my five close friends have all had childhood pain, then there must be other parents that have it too. And, and maybe they need support and help. Because we all made a commitment, we wanted to do better and heal that part of our lives. And so that it was the birth of Masterful Parenting. That night, discovering that my friends had childhood pain, and we wanted to be better parents. So that was the, that was the whole um, start of this whole uh, vision that I have of changing parents so that they are more relational with their children. And I'm sure there are a lot of parents that can identify with that. And I know there are a lot of parents who also hope that their children will do even better than they did. You know, we, yes, we need, rather than repeating that negative pattern, that family, generational family pattern, that healing and doing better. I love that. Yeah. And you're, yeah. You're, you mentioned your podcast, The Masterful yeah. Parent. Yes, Masterful Parenting Podcast. Yeah, it's all over the place. It's Apple, it's okay. like wherever you can, you can find it on Podbean. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Yeah. So, and you went through the, you have two, two sons of your own. Yes. You're a school counselor. Yes. A parent coach. And you founded this, I love the, the title, Masterful Parent. So what can you tell us about the impact of unrealistic expectations on relationships? So I think if you've come from a place of childhood pain, you may have unrealistic expectations of yourself and your children. And how do you know that you have that? Well, you get stressed out uh, when things don't go the way they're planned or when your routine is disrupted. And maybe you're overly critical of yourself and other people. And sometimes you fixate on small details and you want everything to be perfect. Or maybe you're rigid and inflexible and you're constantly critical and you get disappointed easily when you're resentful. See, these are all telling signs that you're holding on to unrealistic expectations. And most likely it comes from your childhood. And basically it's perfectionism, right? Like you want everything to be perfect, but life isn't perfect. And so we have to challenge the, that kind of thinking. And when we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves, then most often we have unrealistic expectations of our children. And so how do we know that our children are, that we're having unrealistic expectations of our children? We know because our children are stressed and they feel anxious and it leads to poor self-esteem. Uh, maybe your children feel like uh, they need to be perfect and that their work is never good enough. And they're constantly feel like they're being judged or being judged by others. So those are some telling signs that maybe your children are also feeling this pressure to reach unrealistic expectations. And honestly, it is not healthy to have unrealistic expectations because we we cannot be perfect in life. We, we, uh, we are human. Uh, we are fallible. We make mistakes, right? And um, when we fixate on being perfect, then we're creating this tense, pressure, this stressful environment. And we don't accept ourselves as we are. And we don't accept our children as they are. And it can cause conflict too, because uh, your children are feeling the pressure that you're putting on them. Um, and you're feeling the pressure you're putting on yourself, which is causing you to be more irritable, um, you know, uh, unhappy, resentful, you know, and, and you neglect, you know, your, your, your needs because your expectations are here. And then you give up thinking about, well, what do I need right now when I have to do this instead, right? And when we neglect our needs, that, that causes problems in our mental health, maybe even our physical health, um, because our needs need to be met. And we also, it also creates like an emotional distance. Um, you know, when, when someone's pressuring you, you don't feel close to them. When, when somebody is, is having these high expectations of you, you don't want to be close to them. And that affects our relationships with our kids because they're like mom's demanding A's um, on my schoolwork. And I can't do that. And it's causing me a lot of stress. 
I don't really want to talk to mom about schoolwork anymore, right? We're, we're creating emotional distance and unsafety in the home. And our, our children, when they experience these high expectations, it can lead to like very negative uh, outcomes for them. Like they, they may adopt this constant striving for perfection and that leads to anxiety and, uh, and strained parent-child relationships. So we have to evaluate, first of all, where is this coming from? Why do I have these demands on myself or my children? Did I feel this way in my childhood? Did I feel like I was never good enough? Did I feel like my efforts were not valued? You know, I'm just going to share a quick story. Like, I have a brother. He's 11 months older than me. And my brother and I are like night and day. My brother is uh, was very good at school. Like, he had a photographic memory. He got A's without even trying. And I was the struggler. I was like, I have to work hard for that C+. Plus, you know? When we were growing up, my mom... She put a lot of value in my brother's abilities academically and minimized mine. Like she didn't even look at my report card, I don't think. And so growing up with that, I had this messaging that I can't live up to the expectations. Like I'll never be good enough. Um, I, I, I'm not as good as my brother, right? These are my, this is my thinking. And then as an adult, I always felt like I had to prove myself. I, I I was like a total doer. I was like taking every course and was like constantly doing because I needed validation. Because why? Because in my childhood, I was not validated by my parents. And so I think that is what happens is when we don't get validation in our childhood from our parents, then we're looking, we're always looking for validation as adults. We carry that pain with us, right? And then we also do that to our children. We have high expectations of our children. And I know with my oldest, I also did have very high expectations of him. And it did cause perfectionism in him in grade, like grade four or five. He would stay up till 11 doing schoolwork and his schoolwork was never good enough. And there was crumpled papers in his room because he was like, this isn't good enough. And I realized like that was a light bulb moment for me that oh my goodness, he's turning into a perfectionist. And maybe that's coming from me. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, right? It's coming from me. And so I really worked hard on, with him, on not having that kind of expectation. Because you know, honey, whatever you do, the effort you put is good enough. Mom's just happy that you're trying. And I don't want you to get so stressed because that's not healthy. And staying up till midnight at nine years old is not healthy, honey. So we're going to put parameters and boundaries. And so I did. I actually put boundaries on him. I said, okay, uh, you got to do your homework right after school. And you have a time limit. This is the time limit. After the time limit, there's no more schoolwork, right? Because we want balance in our lives, honey. We want to make sure that we're balanced and feeling good about life. And uh, we were able to turn it around. My mom actually talked to him too, his grandma, and said, don't be a perfectionist because perfectionists are never happy. It's so true, right? Because you're never happy with anything you do. Mm -hmm. And um, 
the time he enters. It's just yeah. Not, it's just not good enough. Not good enough it's is good just enough. yeah. It's, you have peace of mind, happiness, joy. Yeah, I'm telling you. And so then, by the time he reached high school, he the perfectionism was gone, which was I was so happy about. Right. Um. So that is that is the problem with having unrealistic expectations is it puts this pressure on us and our children and then and then they are they are adopting some very unhealthy um habits and also uh it causes them stress and anxiety right and we don't want that we don't want kids that are stressed out and anxious uh we want them to feel good and healthy and happy and resilient right so how do we fix this? How do we fix this in ourselves and in our children? Okay, first we need to recognize that we're having unrealistic expectations, right? If we're feeling stressed and anxious um, and we're not uh, adopting any self-care, then we know that our expectations are unrealistic. I, I want to just stress that, that we don't, You, I, I love the way you described how you can know by if you are experiencing these things, so say them again. If you're experiencing, what did you say, stress? Yeah, if you if you're if you feel pressure and and you're stressed out, if you you if you can't accept yourself as you are, you know, or you can't accept your children as they are, uh, that's a problem. If you're experiencing conflict with other people because you're more irritable, um, then that's that's a telling sign. If you're neglecting your individual needs, like you're not taking care of yourself because you're so driven that it has to be perfect. So then you're not sleeping or or you're you're not eating. Okay. So uh your needs are not being met. And then if you're you notice emotional distancing, right? So it'd be from your spouse, <laughs> it could be from your kids, but nobody wants to be around you because you're too demanding. You're too you're you're really you're, you're you're always hungry. You're always on. You're always on. You can't relax, right? That's the problem. Um, and so that self awareness just takes some time to reflect. Yes. And then identify this is what's happening. Yes. And now you were going to. And then what do you do about that? Yeah. So so we need to we need to first of all we need to recognize. Okay, I'm feeling stressed. Uh, I'm feeling pressure. Where is the pressure coming from? Oh, it's coming from myself. Why? <laughs> Pressuring myself. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, my parents never validated me. Or when my when I was a kid, my parents expected so much from me. And I felt that pressure. And I'm repeating that pattern in my adult life. Once we go back there and we understand, oh, okay, that came from my childhood. Then we can start to change it. Right? We can say, that isn't healthy. Uh, you're supposed to be loved unconditionally when you're a child. So if you're if your parents put conditions on their love for you, that's not healthy, right? If they said, you know, um, I only love you when you're doing well in school, and I'm mad at you now because you got a B instead of an A, that's that's conditional love. That is not unconditional love. And our children need unconditional love, right? So if you grew up with conditional love, you give your children unconditional love because that's healthy. And then we need to address our, need, our needs and our boundaries, right? 
then we need to say, okay, what, what do I need to feel good? Right? Because I'm stressed right now because I'm trying to do seven things at once and I can't do any of them well. Does it so, also begin with accepting that you are good enough? Maybe you've always felt that you weren't good enough. How can you begin to feel I am good enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to change our identity. Um, we have to change our identity, the identity that we adopted as children. As adults, we have to change that. Um, for me, it was a process, like it took years. But, you know, because it's deep seated, right? I guess that's why I have so, such a passion to change parents, because I know it can be so deep seated and take a long time to change and feel your worth. But you're worthy, right? Even even though you had childhood pain, if you can reframe it in your mind and you say, it wasn't about me, I'm lovable, I'm worthy, I deserved validation. It was about my parents. My parents couldn't give it to me. They didn't have it to give to me. They weren't knowledgeable enough to give it to me. They didn't experience that in their childhoods. And then we can release it and say, it wasn't about me. I actually am worthy, right? When we reframe it in that way, that gives our lives power. That, that allows us to change our identity. And that's what we have to do. We have to change our identity. And we have to do it for our children's sake too, so that they can adopt a really healthy identity, self-concept and self-esteem, you know? So, yeah, we have to be accepting of ourselves. And it's okay. It's okay we're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect, right? You have to acknowledge that you're trying. You have to acknowledge that you are, um, that you're moving in a good direction. Even if you make mistakes, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, there's always tomorrow. There's always hope to do better next time. You got to give yourself empathy. You got to give your kids empathy. And you have to give yourself self-compassion, right? You have to say, um, I'm going to be kind to myself today. You know, I'm not going to be so hard on myself. I'm not going to be so upset that I made a mistake. I'm going to be forgiving of myself. And okay? this is all part of self-compassion. Wouldn't you agree that it's it seems to be more natural to find fault, to focus on what we did wrong, rather than say, but I did this well. You know, we could do yes. 20 things in one day, 15 of them we do perfectly correct, five of them we make mistakes, and what do we focus on? It's so true. Our, our brain is, is wired to go to negative. Uh, it is our, in our biology, really, right? It's a part of a safety thing that we go into that negativity and we have to retrain. We have to retrain our, our brains to minimize the mistakes. Like acknowledge I made a mistake, right? And then let it go. And learn and then, from it, yeah. Well, I'll do, it, def, yes. I'll do it better next time. Exactly. And focus on our strengths, Right. For focus on what are we doing well? What is going uh, well? How, what do I feel good about today? You know, 
when we focus on that, you know, whatever we focus on grows, right? And so we have to focus on our strengths and the good things that are going on. And that's what's going to grow more in our lives. Accept imperfection as a part of life and instead focus on your relationships with others that you are supported that you are being supportive and that you're connecting with your children. And that is going to really, really help uh, in your life. Having positive relationships helps so much with your overall health, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. It, it's all together so important to maintain really good, close relationships with your family, with your friends, with your colleagues. And, and sometimes I think too, I know I did when I was raised, when my, when I was raising my children, I would forget that they're only two years old and I was expecting much more advanced behavior. So sometimes it would help me to remember this is age typical. They're yes. not doing anything wrong. Yes. Yes. I remind myself that all the time because I have a 13 year old now. And he likes to argue with me all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a teenage stage. This is the way the brain works. Like, don't personalize. Just let him complain. Want <laughs> to do it. And it's been good. You know, it, it, if, I, if I put attention to it, if I let it bother me, that makes it worse. But if I focus on my relationship with him, Allowing him to speak it, allowing him to complain, you know, and, and verbalize how he feels about things and really listening to him, you know, that, that actually, that actually creates a safe environment, a peaceful environment, you know, when you're raising a teenager. Well, it would yeah. reduce stress for both of you. It, it allows him to, you, it validates him. He can express yes. And then yes. it eases your stress and about not having a perfect 13-year-old. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm far from perfect, so my kids don't have to be perfect. <laughs> and I had not appreciated before when we think of unrealistic expectations in a relationship, we tend to think of unrealistic expectations of the other person, but it's of ourselves too. Yes. Yeah, because... That's what where it's all coming from. We make it about others, right? Like our childhood pain makes it about others. Like um, my husband isn't doing this. My children are not doing this. You know, we make it about others. But when we have these expectations like uh, of, of people in our lives that we love uh, and we put that pressure on them, it just causes problems in the relationship, Right. Uh, it's funny because we were having a Thanksgiving dinner last night and my aunt was talking about, uh, about my uncle, how my uncle should have known that, you know, he should have done this for me and do that for me. And I'm like, well, did you tell him? Did you tell him that's what you wanted? Because it's all about communication, right? He's not a mind reader. And my how uncle is was it, very, very happy. How is it we expect other people to read our minds? I don't know. I'm not really sure where that comes from. but I and, yet, and yet, I'll have to admit, I'll catch myself like, well, 
you know, I didn't communicate. So, yeah. It's... Yeah, we have to communicate with our kids. And I remember, like, my son, the same thing happened with, with me. Um, He was buying his dad a very expensive, expensive bottle of snatch or something. And then he gave me a very, like, simple present for my birthday. And so I said to him, I said, you didn't spend that much money on me. I do so much more for you. So funny. He said, well, mom, you didn't ask. And then I, and that was a light bulb moment for me. Like I have this expectation of him, but I'm not verbalizing what I want. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that is the problem is that we don't verbalize what we want and our needs. And then we assume what people should know. It, it, yeah. And is it also that you mentioned the comparing, is that also contributing to the unrealistic expectations? Maybe we're comparing someone else's family life and we're feeling yes. like we're falling short or we're. Yeah, we get, I, I, you know, in my work as a school counselor, a common complaint of my students is that their parents will talk about other kids. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so is getting A's or so-and-so got into this university. How come you aren't? And they feel this pressure, right? And, and it causes a lot of problems for them. Well, and you so mentioned we, you yeah, and your older brother. Yeah. Yeah, I could never live up to my older brother. Um, the, the only thing is that when he entered university, I realized that I was so much better at writing than him. And he asked me, I was in grade 12, and he was in first year university, he asked me to help him edit his essays. And I was like, Oh, sure, I'm finally better at something than you. <laughs> but made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if somebody had spoke to me about my strengths as a kid, instead of comparing, uh, that would have been so much better. So we as parents, we can't compare our children, our children are all different. Right? And, and don't we need to children may not recognize their strengths. So isn't that another thing parents can do is point it out to them. Yes. And you're really good with people or you're yes. very creative or, and, and help them feel valued, even though they aren't like an older yes. sibling or. Yes. We, we come with our gifts. All of us come with our own gifts. And we have to recognize the gifts in our children. They're not all going to be the same. Like my two boys are, are night and day, but we all get along. We just, we just accept each other as, as we are, you know, like my oldest is very logical, very, um, he's really smart. Like I told, I think he, he taught himself Russian in three years, right? He can speak Russian. Like he's really, really smart. Uh, and my youngest is social. My youngest is, my, he's smart too, but he's more, he's more social. He, he likes to interact with people. Um, and he's very loving, you know, uh, he's more emotion based like me. We're actually pretty similar that way. Um, and so then, so I accept them both the way they are, because those are, those are both gifts. Those are the gifts they come um, to the world with. And so we acknowledge it and we foster those gifts. And when we have those strong family relationships, those gifts, we can complement each other yes. and build a stronger family unit. 100%. You don't want everyone to be the same. No. 
No, Happy not at all. <laughs> yeah, 100%. To value every member of the family for their uniqueness and their gifts. And view so them important. realistically. Yes, and view them realistically. Sometimes I think it helps too to help our children have a connection with a higher power, you know, whatever yes. you want to call it. For me, it's God. And if yes. they see themselves as having divine worth, yes, being created by yes. a God who loves them and wants them to succeed. Yes. Every life is of value. Yes. Every, every life is of value. And so we need to remember that, right? Um, we are all valuable uh, and we all come to the planet with this value, with these gifts. Uh, and, and we're supposed to use our gifts. Our gifts are to be used. So we have to keep nurturing our gifts and teach our kids to nurture their gifts, you know, so that they can use them in their lives for good. Yeah. So be aware of those warning signs. Yes. Heal yeah, yourself, accept yourself as you are, and then instill this in your children. And so is this what you do with your clients? You walk, help them this is, through this process? Yes, yes. I, I, I help them to uncover uh, where this is coming from. Because it's coming from your childhood pain, your unrealistic expectations. That's where it's coming from. Because you didn't feel good enough when you were a kid. Um, when did that happen? When did that start? How old were you when you were starting to feel like I'm not good enough? You know, and everybody has a story. Everyone has a moment in their lives when they're like, yeah, that's when I started to tell myself I'm not worthy. Right. And uh, once you tell your story, once you know your childhood pain story and you release it, then you can start to heal. And then when you start to heal, then you can learn healthy relationships and foster healthy relationships with your own children. And that's really my passion is uh, parents uh, modeling healthy relationships, healing, healing the pain, modeling healthy relationships with their children so that generations and generations to come are going to adopt healthy relationships with their own children. I love it. And I can tell you have that passion for it. So how do people contact you? I know you're on LinkedIn. They can find you yes. on LinkedIn, right? Yes. So I have a podcast. It's called Masterful Parenting. Um, I go over a, a, a lot. I think I'm on episode 19 now. So I've, I've produced a lot of episodes with really great guests. Um, so you can listen to my podcast. I have a course on Teachable. Um, so I'll send send you the link for that. It's also there's also a coaching package if you want to do coaching with me. Um, I'm happy to work with parents, and I am on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel, Masterful Parenting, and I'm also on Facebook. So you can find Masterful Parenting uh, Facebook business page, and you can follow me there as well. Wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing this valuable tip. I, I love to just be aware. Sometimes when we feel that stress, we don't realize where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that is huge. But 
do the rest. Just get the healing. Change that Absolutely. generational pattern. Thank you so much, Emily, for having me. And to my audience, join us again next week at the same time. Until then, love yourself and love your family. This is Emily Penrod with HealingYourFamilies.com. If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.